The following podcast is a presentation of Answers for Elders, featuring the Swedish Hospital Financial Department. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am so glad we again have our friend Joanna Van Hollebeck here from Swedish Hospital. She is a patient financial advocate, and we're going to talk today about Medicaid and seniors. Um, Joanna, welcome to the program. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. You know, Joanna, there are are so many low-income seniors out there today, and a lot of them, us, are confused. Obviously, we're concerned about our parents running out of money, number one, and um, making sure that they get the proper care in their aging years. And so I'm glad you're here to kind of answer some questions um, from the healthcare side, um, with certainly would in um, basically stretch over into, into assisted living and that type of care as well. So... I'm just curious, tell us a little bit about how Medicaid intersects with seniors. So uh, Medicaid is a wonderful um, uh, program for seniors and for basically all low-income or underinsured people that qualify. Um, you can use it as a primary insurance um, if you don't have coverage or if you have primary insurance such as Medicare in the, you know, in the examples mm-hmm. we'll be talking about. It can work uh, as a great supplement for uh, Medicare. Um, so basically, you know, as you know, Medicare doesn't cover everything when you go to the no. doctor or hospital, unfortunately. And so oftentimes, uh, you know, Medicare recipients or seniors or, or whoever the case may be, are, you know, can be stuck with leftover bills. Right. And so um, what Medicaid is wonderful for is um, it will pick up the tab for whatever Medicare does not cover. Um, and so, uh, you know, if if somebody has a leftover bill for, you know, 20 percent of, of whatever their, uh, you know, bill was, then Medicaid would cover that and they wouldn't have anything that they would have to pay. Right. And, uh, and I, you know, that's really exciting for some people because a lot of people don't even know about Medicaid and, and how it can be used, exactly. uh, especially, you know, our, our seniors. And so that's kind of where I come in and I, I can, I help with that. That's amazing. So I know when I was taking care of my mom and I started to see her bank balance go down and down and mm-hmm. down as she was paying the high cost of assisted living mm-hmm. and she was outliving her money. Yeah. <laughs> it was clear. But she also needed help and she needed care. And you're exactly right. She did have um a she did have a health care supplemental policy. But what was interesting is she was also able to qualify for Medicaid and they actually kept her health care policy in intact. They actually had us pay that and then give Medicaid the difference out of her social security, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. So they do work with you, even though you have different options and different types of, of um, you know, ways. And I, I love the flexibility of Medicaid and how it can help seniors get the care that they need. Oh, absolutely. And, and to your point um, on that, there is a wonderful program through DSHS called the Medicare Savings Program. And it is a uh, basically a Medicaid supplement that uh, if you qualify based on your income, it will pay your monthly Medicare premium for you so that it's not deducted from your um, monthly Social Security benefit. And so it's more money in your pocket. Um, if you qualify. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So if I have, let's just say, for example, 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, my bank balance up. What are the qualifying factors that you look for that might qualify for a senior for Medicaid? Um, well, it's basically what it comes down to is just income and resources. So, okay. yeah, so you have to meet, you know, certain income criteria um, and, uh, and also resource criteria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't have, unfortunately, you know, thousands of dollars in the bank um, and then, well, of course you not. know, <laughs> <laughs> and then qualify for Medicaid. Right. Um, but those are the two main things that they look at. Um, also, in addition to, uh, you know, whether or not you are uh, related to the program or not, uh, you know, an SSI related medical program, mm-hmm. for example, you have to be age 65 or older um, or disabled as deemed by the Social Security Administration. So those are the main qualifying factors. And all you have to do is just fill out an application online at the um, Washington Connections website. That's actually www.washingtonconnection.org. Or um, you can go into your local DSHS office and apply in person. Wow. So as far as understanding that, um, can Medicaid also pay for, like, long-term care? Yes. In fact, um, there is a long-term care program through the Home and Community Services uh, Division through uh, DSHS. Um, and basically what that does is it's a it's a good solution for seniors and uh, disabled that um, it tailors to fit individual me- individual needs and situations. So in many cases, um, it enables people to continue living in their homes um, and, uh, you know, with help to meet their physical and mental, uh, medical and social needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when those needs can't be met at home, um, then care in a residential or nursing facility is available as well. So um, the long-term care program encompasses, you know, that whole umbrella. And, um, and you know, you, just, you would just need to apply for that, and then they would make the determination as to whether or not you qualify. And most people do actually qualify, um, you know, which is very sure. positive. You well, know. it's it's interesting. It it yes, they do, but there's also this other side of it is it's very complicated process. Very complicated process, <laughs> and that's why I can't really you know I, I I can talk about it kind of vaguely, but I can't really you sure. know get into specifics because it's it's very tailored to each individual well, person. I remember a story you told me a little bit about a uh, term, and you, you you've used a term with me called spend down. Oh yes, the spend and before down we get into that, um, I want to I want to talk about that. But first, I want to tell we are talking to Joanna Van Hollebeck from Swedish Hospital. She's a patient financial advocate, and um, we are talking about Medicaid and long term care um, funding for for healthcare. And uh, so let's talk about this spend down term because I've heard it thrown around and I don't necessarily know what that means. Yeah, it's incredibly complicated. <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm here for. But uh, so basically spend down is a program for people that are over the income limit for the regular Medicaid programs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, since the income limit is so low, it's it's possible that you are more more likely than not to be put on a spend down. Right. Um, than anything. Um, and so what that is, it's basically a program for people who um, it's, it's like it's like having an insurance deductible that you would have to pay before your insurance pays. So um, so your spend down amount is determined by the amount of money that you are over the income limit by every month. And I know that sounds so confusing. But um, so, for example, I have an example here. Yes. So um, the income limit for a Medicaid recipient for classic Medicaid is $735 a month. Okay. That's very, very oh, low. Wow. Yeah, very low. 
Um, so let's say your monthly Social Security benefit is $1,166. Which is actually, I think, about the average. Isn't yeah, it, right it's, it is about the average, yeah. Um, so um, in this particular instance, you'd be over the income limit by about $411 um, because DSHS regards $20 of sure. your Social Security DSH uh, or Social Security benefit. So you can either choose a six month or three-month base period. In this example, we'll just use a six-month period. Mm -hmm. So you take the amount that you are over the income limit, in this case $411, and you multiply it by six for the six six months. Yeah, for six months, which would give you $2,466. So in this case, this is called your spend-down amount. Um, This is the amount that you would have to prove to DSHS that you owe or have recently paid in medical expenses before they will start to um, basically uh, pay for the rest of your expenses. And what kind of expenses would that entail? Does that mean um, doctor visit? Does that mean Mm -hmm. um, any other type of even like massage or wellness type expenses? Does that count? Um, you know, I'll have to get back to you on the massage part. I'm not quite sure okay. on that. But I do know that um, it, it does entail, you know, doctor's visits, hospital visits. Mm-hmm. I believe in some cases you can even count your um, your miles to and from appointments oh. for gas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of How things that you can care? count. Mm-hmm. Home care. Like non-medical home care if you've got a, a caregiver that come in? A yeah, couple of days. you can use that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, you just basically have to put all your bills together, show them sure. to DSHS and say, hey, I've met my spend down amount. Um, and then at that point, they would start to pay for the rest of your medical expenses until the end of your base period. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it's of great, course, but confusing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so once you do that, then they would bring you that paperwork. Is that correct? And then what happens from from that point? So it's submitted to DSHS, and then DSHS looks at it and um, and they determine, okay, this person has met their spend down, mm-hmm. um, and then they will start your um, start the Medicaid basically for the remainder of the certification period. So in the example we used, it would be for six months. So sure. it would be for the remainder of that period, and then you'd have to reapply. Okay, so this is like a short term. So what about Basically. a long term? Um, obviously, let's say mom or dad needs assisted living or skilled care of some sort uh, living forward. Um, there's a program out there, I believe it's called COPES. Is that correct? Yes, so that is also through DSHS. It's part of the Home and Community Services Division, um, also called long-term care. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. It's all under the same umbrella. Um, and like we discussed earlier, all of that particular program is so individualized, it's really hard to... You know, exactly. To, to kind of talk about, um, you know, the specifics of that. But but they do look at income. They look at, you know, obviously they look at your resources. They look at uh, what, you know, what kind of medical needs that you have. They look at property that you own. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of look at all of that. Well, and um, not only that, but they will go back, I believe it's between five and six years of your spending. Yes, um, do. If you gifted any money to mm-hmm. a friend or relative um, that money will have to be paid back. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different varying factors. Um, for me, I'm a huge advocate um, in, uh, this is just Suzanne's, um, you know, input here. <laughs> Anybody that's taking care of a senior parent, you have to have a separate check-in account and run every single bit of your finances through that separate separate account for that main reason. Because I will tell you, one of the biggest sticking points is going to be if you have to um, uh, qualify your parent for um, Medicaid, 
any check that your parent has written to you, let's say to repay you for groceries or for clothes you bought or anything like that, that is a red flag. They are going to ask you as their caregiver, what was this money for? And either you're going to have to produce a receipt or something separate. If you get a separate account, what that really does is it really puts things together. So that's... And, and I completely agree with you. It, it does seem very invasive um, in, in a lot of ways, uh, but, you know, it's yeah. a wonderful program if you qualify, which most people do. So I, I'm a huge advocate for that. And Perfect. you can apply for that uh, using the same website. So give us your contact info. Oh, so um, I can be contacted at uh, my direct number, which is 206-781-6118. Perfect. Joanna, thank you so much, and Swedish Hospital for being on the program. Thank you so much, Suzanne. This podcast is a presentation of Answers for Elders. To learn more about Answers for Elders, go to AnswersForElders.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.